The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Murder. Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. Hey, it's been a while. It has. Because uh, <clears throat> we had a Patreon. We did. That was. For the last episode that turned into two parter. So it's been a while for our regular peeps. Mm-hmm. We missed you guys. We did. Oh my god, we missed you. We did. And full disclosure, uh, we totally recorded this last night, and we <clears throat> we um, failed miserably. We yeah. Um, Let's see. The dog wouldn't shut stop. up. Uh, yeah, the dog yeah. was going crazy. Jacks walked walked in halfway, so mm-hmm. the dog went even more crazy. His buddy gave him a bike, so we had to open, open the, the garage, garage, get the new bike in, mm-hmm. and then Jamie kept yawning for, Dude. Um, I, I don't know, every, <clears throat> like, every two minutes, and if it was me, she would have fucking chewed my head off. We can't talk about it, because I'm going to start yawning again. <laughs> I don't know what... What my fucking pro- well? So, so yesterday was my late day, and it was yeah, it was. There was oh, there's you know stuff that I haven't told you yet. So it was just a lot. It was it was a long day. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So it just by the time we got done, we were like, we are erasing that. There's no. <laughs> I mean, we weren't done. What four minutes? And we're like, no, that yeah, that was, fucking sucked. That was a terrible fucking episode. We are erasing yeah. that immediately i'm so glad that you said something though because i was like God, no. as soon as i came out of the recording room i was like jamie fuck, I, I don't know if that was good no <laughs> but i'm glad you said something because i was like fuck i really don't want to like do this i don't want to like put this one up yeah i i didn't either so mm. i didn't either so mm-hmm. we're we're redoing this shindig <laughs> we are <laughs> oh my god we suck so you're much better today. Yeah. You I am. you seem energetic. Uh I don't know about energetic, but you you're not fucking Yeah, I would doing the go, Y word. I wouldn't go energetic. I'm not gonna say it, but you're not doing the Y word. I know, and I'm y trying not word. to think about it because you're gonna make me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't um But you, you I, seem oof. good today. You I look was, good in your glasses. I love you. your new glasses. Thank you. My Zenny glasses. You look sexy. I like my Zenny glasses. My other ones are crooked already. How the fuck did... Babe, okay. they're brand fucking new. I don't know if... And what's going on with my contacts? I don't know, because I ordered some too. I canceled the first order and ordered new ones, so I'll Jesus look. Jesus Christ. Um, no, I don't know if my glasses are crooked so much as like my face is crooked. I was going to say, maybe you're crooked. No, for real, because like, my glasses always sit like sideways. But then when I get them fixed so they don't sit sideways, then I can't see right. God, babe, um, can anything else be wrong with you? I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> but I would like to not find out. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't so, know, man. I don't know. By the way, where's is Jack 
Jax is upstairs, right? I don't know. I have to sneeze. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think he went upstairs to. to okay, play his I just want to make sure he's not listening in. So no, I think he's okay. He's I don't know. He's. And then, did you ever get a, a text from Leah how her SATs went? No, I don't think she like you don't get results from that right away. I get it, but I texted her to make sure that she was doing okay, and because I knew she was nervous from them. She asked me today, "Where's my dress?" <laughs> I don't fucking know. It didn't ship here, dum dum. You know what? It shipped already. It shipped the day after, though. It, oh, did it really? It did ship. Yeah, it shipped right okay. away. Thank God, dude. She, I, I was so happy because she was so excited when when we said, "Hey, just get it, just just get, get it. it. Let, we'll we'll pay for it. Just get it. You guys are gonna pay for it. You guys are gonna buy it. I don't have to buy it myself. Yeah, dum dum. And I don't like. Is that a thing? Like I don't. I don't. I mean, my parents always bought, like, when I, my dress clothes. I went to prom one year, and I borrowed a dress. So I don't know. I don't, like, I feel like that's not a thing that, like, you have to buy your own prom dress. I mean, I get, like, paying for, like, the limo and the tickets and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That I understand. I didn't I didn't think it was a thing that, like, you'd pay for your own dress. So should I tell my story of my prom, how my prom went? Oh. So my oldest sister and... My brother-in-law got married on my senior prom, so my girlfriend at the time, yeah, she went with another dude. (laughs) Was it her senior prom? Yeah. So it was both of your senior proms? It was both of our senior proms. Did you go to the junior prom? Did you have a junior prom? Was that a thing at, like, Providence? Because, like, our prom was, like, junior-senior prom. It was combined. Trying to think of it. It was just prom. It wasn't like junior prom. Yeah. It, it was prom, but like... Could juniors go? Yeah, junior... It was for juniors and seniors. Did you go your junior year? No, I did not. Did she? I don't know. How long were you guys together at the time? A couple months. Oh. All right. A couple months. But maybe she took offense that I didn't invite her to the wedding. Why didn't you invite her to the wedding? Because I knew it was prom. So you still could have asked her and given her that option. Yeah. God, you guys are dumb. I was just dumb. No, 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 no. I'm grouping all of you. Okay. It's okay. It's not just you. It's all of you. But yeah, doesn't that suck though? She took... And it was one of my good friends. I don't know. I feel like you should have invited her to the wedding and let her be like... I probably should have. No, I'd rather go to prom. And then if that's the case, then okay, it's a mutual understanding. Then it would have been a dick move. You have to go to this fucking wedding. She yeah. wants to go to prom. All right, go to prom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then it would have been, if she said no to the wedding, but then took, Went to prom, yeah. That would have been a dick move. Yeah. That's a rough one. That's kind uh, of a rough one. Yeah, isn't it? But the, Yeah, you still should have, I think, asked her to the wedding. Yeah, maybe I should have. Because then, like, yeah. Because then, then the ball's in her court. It, the, yep, you're exactly mm-hmm. right. Then you can put it off on her. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of SATs, I didn't. Ta- we didn't take SATs. We took ACTs. Now, I'll be 100% honest. So is that a public school thing? No, no, because you can take SATs and ACTs in public school. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. The significance between the two? Like I don't why know you would either. take one versus the other? Yeah, I don't either. But we we just took ACTs. We didn't take SATs. I didn't take either one. I took the ASVAB. 
the fuck is the Yazvan? For military. Oh, did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I wanted to go to the Naval Academy. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my mom would have loved you even more, you yeah. know, because my grandpa was in yeah. the Navy. I wanted to go to the Naval Academy. I didn't. Babe, <clears throat> in the time we've been together, I've never known that. I don't think we ever brought up ACTs or SATs before. Or the fucking Naval Academy. Well, I mean, it was obviously a passing thought because I didn't go. Did you do good on it, though? Did you score high? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Like, I I was in ROTC. Right. Yeah. I knew that. When I took the ASVAB, my my Master Gunnery Sergeant told me I would have gotten in no questions asked to the Naval Academy. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I may be smart, but I can't fight my way out of a wet fucking paper bag. You're book smart. You're yeah. not street smart. I'm not. No. You're I getting better. Though. I wouldn't say I'm not street smart per se because of where I'm at and what I do. Yeah. I, ha- I don't have a lot of common sense. Okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I didn't have to say it. No. You said it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm better. Definitely. But like Leah is me. Oh, Leah is totally you. Yeah. She's book smart as she shit. She is totally. And then the picture that I posted of her <laughs> in the doorbell ring. Oh yeah, the <laughs> the middle finger. It, that's totally that's you. <laughs> when when I went to her track meet, she took off her shoes and she had on two different socks. And her dad's like, "What the fuck?" Right. And I took off my shoes. I was like, "Sorry," because I had on two different socks. And then her teacher came over, who's her coach, and was like, "You just always look so angry." Literally, everybody turned and looked at me. I was like. I'm fucking sorry. (laughs) Well, speaking of common sense, um, uh, going back to ACTs. So so, you took ACTs. Yeah, uh, we took ACTs. What did you score on that? I didn't take them. Oh, okay. I didn't take them. Okay, that's right. Don't you get like 14 points for spelling your name right? No, that's SATs. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I believe you. Um. So there was a thing back, maybe, maybe it's still a thing, but like, did you Here ever hear, did you ever hear of like, just putting all C's for answers and like, you'll score like more than like m- mediocre, like you'll I score think, decent. I think everybody's heard of that because they say like, um, C's, like it's the most common answer. It's that's exactly. It's the most common answer. Um, that's total bullshit. Please tell me you did not. I did. Like the whole fucking thing? Babe, the whole fucking thing. So I did not study. Oh my God. My mom like didn't put me in the classes on the weekends for ACT. So like I I didn't study at all. I didn't Mm. get any of the books. Like I knew I was going to junior college. Like I knew... Like, I, I was not going away to college. So, did it take you, like, four minutes to do the test? Oh, it Was, t- the, was it, the priest I, like, what the fuck it, are you doing? It was quick. It was quick. Oh, so, I babe. put all Cs. Do you know what I got on it? Oh and the highest God. is, like, a 31, and that's, like... That's, like, genius, though, That's right? genius, and that's, like, Ivy League. Okay. In average, like, my brother, I believe, got an 18 or a 19, and that got him into a Division two school. Okay. Okay. So, like, I don't know what eighteen. Google. I I want yeah, Google to see what the average is because I I think he got an eighteen or a nineteen. I feel like that's still kind of low. 
Well, Mike, Mike isn't the smartest. I well, no, okay. So, what's the average? Um, women outperform men. <laughs> uh, mm. Women earn an average composite score of twenty, which is usually uh, only point three points higher. So, yeah, I guess that's right. Okay, so he got an eighteen. What's below average? I would imagine anything under 18. Well, it says the group had an average composite score of 18.3. So I got a 13. Because you put all fucking C's. I put all fucking C's and it fucked me royally. But I didn't take it again. I feel like you can't, can't you? Yeah. So anything below 15 is considered low at any four-year college. <laughs> but you can overcome low scores with a great GPA or an outstanding college application. Oh, no. My GPA was like a 2.0. But it says even if you're accepted, the school may ask you to take some remedial courses. Yeah. I was all, like, all my, my four years were all remedial courses. All right. So according to prepscholar.com, uh, in 2021, an AT- ACT score of less than 16 is the bottom 25%. Uh, 21 <laughs> is right in the middle, so that's about average. Yeah. 24 and above is in the top 25, and 29 and above is the top 10. Yeah, I got it. The average score for Harvard is 33 to 36. Ooh. Oh, I thought 31 was the highest. No. What's uh, the highest? 36? 36, I believe. But it says even though Harvard likely says they have no minimum ACT requirement, oh, that's, if you apply yeah. with a 33 or below, you'll have a very hard time getting it. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> so I, I'm basically, wow. I, I didn't apply to Harvard. Yeah. Uh, it says that. <laughs> I should have with my 13. <laughs> you should have. They would have been like it's like El Woods. I it, um, I would have been like the El Woods. I yeah. would have made a video like in the pool, like "Hey guys, <laughs> Stefano." Blah, blah, blah. It's right. like there's so many applicants scoring 34 and above that a 33 would look academically weak. Really? Well, fuck you, Harvard. Yeah. Fuckers. Wow. What? Like it's hard? I- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I should have applied Mm-mm. with my 13. They would have been like, this fucking dude, right the fuck here. What a goof. What a goof. What was so his that's, name that's in... my that's my ACT story for you. What was his name? Warren? Warren, yeah. You know, Warren got waitlisted. <laughs> that movie is so good. I love that movie. <sighs> I recorded it, so we we might have to watch it tonight. Uh, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, it, it's amazing. So that that was my story for Endorphins you, babe. Endorphins make you happy. So do and you happy love me? People even, don't kill their husbands. You keep cutting me off because do, I'm I'm Al Woods. I, do you love me even more? That you're a dipshit <laughs> right. and you put all C's. <laughs> I mean, with all due respect, babe, I kind of knew you were a dipshit going in. Maybe it was all B's. No, maybe it's all I C's. was. That's what or I. Or maybe you were like, "Fuck, is it B or C?" And you put B. Maybe I did put all Herbie B's. Hancock. Herbie Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Um. Yeah. So if any of your kids say like, "Oh yeah, it's all C's or all B's." That's complete bullshit. It's not. I think most people know that. 
Yeah, they probably do. I feel like they do. I'm the sorry. more you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah. do we have uh, we have some new Patreons? I believe we do. And you know what? I don't think we've said this either. Um, our nephew is home from boot camp. Yes, he is home from boot camp. Josh, great job! I'm so proud of you. I love you. You are my second son. So. Uh, I love him because we were standing in line at the convention mm-hmm. and you know, we're doing what we do. And he's like, yeah, I really miss judging people with you. Oh, I know there were so many people <laughs> to judge like, too. So many asses hanging out when I, our nine year old <laughs> says mom and dad, <laughs> what is with the asses why hanging it, out? Why are all the girls in their asses? Why are they in thongs? You know what though? <laughs> it is literally like, we're dicks because it is the biggest group of non-judgmental people. Oh, I know. Like, in it's, the free world. it's great, and I I love them. Like that. Yeah. I wish I could be like that. Yes, that's a confidence level that I don't know. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a confidence I don't have, mm-hmm. and I, I'm so like proud of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it was funny with. We definitely people watch. Though. We we people watch and. Like, it just, it was funny with our nine-year-old, like, even saying, hey, there's a lot of asses hanging out. Yeah. He liked it. Oh, yeah. He's, he's He there. liked it. He's there, and I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, he's getting there. So, we do have Patreon. Okay. Let's read them off. Uh, so, again, I don't remember where I left off. I'm pretty sure I left off at Siobhan, but I'm not sure. So. Yeah, I believe you did. We have Tammy. Tammy, thank you. We have Laura. Lori, excuse me. I'm so sorry, Lori. Lori, thank you. Sabra. Sabra, thank you. Cameron. Cameron, thank you. And I believe Cameron is outside of the U.S. Oh, based very off cool. Of her pledge. And Kim. Kim, thank you. And then there's Emily with an I-E. Emily, thank you guys. I Welcome like, to the Patreon family. Emily with an I-E. I like that. I like that too. Mm-hmm. So those are our Patreons. Very cool. Very cool. So um, our story today, I kind of want to get into this. Mm. Um, Our daughter Leah and Jamie have wanted to do this for a while. It's it's a known true crime, true crime case. Um, Mm -hmm. But I wanted to do it because honestly, I don't think enough people of color get their representation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if that's the correct way to put it Mm -hmm. um women of color men of color indigenous women indigenous women um i I don't think they're they get the platform that they should Mm -mm. especially in podcasts yeah you know i i think their story should be told more there's so a, there's actually one about indigenous women i would like to do yeah so, so i we're yeah. we're gonna be incorporating it a little bit more um but that's why i wanted to do it because i i think they deserve a platform too yeah absolutely and and this particular case um and i'm not saying that podcasts or anything don't do it no we're not I, we're I, not taking away from anyone no, or anything no um, i just don't think it's enough and it's something that we chose to do. Yes. We are choosing to do. Right. Um, so this particular case, and I get into it a little bit later, it kind of it fades a little bit. And then um, a, a few other cases came out that really got people looking 
into cases. Mm -hmm. There was a a particular case in Georgia that I'll get into um, that was shortly after this one. It was a black male, an unarmed black male shot by two white men. Yeah. Uh, while he was oh, I remember jogging. that. Yeah. Oh my God, was that terrible. So when his, How the fuck was that not murder? I know. Are you kidding me? So when his when his case became national, um, the New York Times did a story on it, and then a couple weeks after that story was released, uh, Breonna Taylor was shot. Um, speaking of the two white guys, I mm-hmm. thought it was three white guys that shot, but I could be wrong. When they shot that unarmed black male... Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Chicago cop that was just like that, that was off duty. Do you remember it was on the door cam? No. It was a black male. I I don't know what he was doing. He wasn't like breaking into anything, but the off duty cop thought that he was started chasing him and shot. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's another one we can, we can probably do. So a couple of weeks after Brianna Taylor was shot, and then uh, shortly after that, George Floyd was killed in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of sorry if I'm slurping. A I- lot of you know what? Uh, so I'll just Craig at work who I'm with all the time. You know, yeah, uh, he slurps his monster. Our mouths are juicy. And I was like, uh, does he want to punch you in the face? I'm just saying because I want to punch you in the face right now. And he's like, oh, his boyfriend. His boyfriend. And he's like, why? I was like, because Mark slurps and I want to punch him in the face. I can't help. Do you you know what he says then? He just, he lifts up his monster and he goes, balls and then slurps. Yeah. (laughs) We can't help it. Our mouths are wet. Don't, no. No. This, every time he touched something today, he got grease on him. And I'm like, are you four? Where are you finding dirt? Yeah. Well, he's a boy. And so he's, he's like, where are you finding it? <laughs> yeah. So that's when like celebrities started getting involved. Um, I mean, we all know George Floyd was a huge, yeah. huge national case. Yeah. Um, celebrities started getting involved. And that's when Black Lives Matter kind of resurfaced a little bit more publicly. I shouldn't say they resurfaced. They never they never went in the background. They yeah. resurfaced more publicly. And people picked up her case and it became a thing which right. is which is good um so we're gonna do um the case of tamla horsford today mm-hmm. and uh so this happened in forsyth county georgia mm-hmm. now this is facts this is not me saying and or accusing and or anything um forsyth county is it has a notorious reputation for being a racist county mm-hmm. um in the 1910s, I believe it was 1912, um, all of the white residents pushed the black residents out of the county. Really? And any of the black residents who said they were going to stay, um, the white population said, well, we'll burn your fucking house down. Jesus Christ. Um, in the 80s, uh, there was a very peaceful protest of mm. of black people marching down the street to protest the racism going on in the country or in the county they they were fucking stoned people were holding up signs saying keep forsyth county racially pure wow yeah and as of wow as of 2020 only four percent of the population was black in 2020 so i don't know how the county is now Mm 
I can just tell you factual information that I learned about the county previously, and probably that's what it hasn't was. changed much. To probably be honest not. with you, probably not. So yeah. So yeah, it's a uh, it's it's got a pretty pretty decent reputation for being um, very racially motivated in a lot of different aspects. So one just. I would say let's just get right into it, but we apparently can't do anything fast. So, yeah, right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. On November 4th of 2018, 40 year old mother Tamla Horsford was found dead the morning after a football mom's sleepover. The death was immediately treated as an accident, despite uncertain circumstances, ranging from Dunkin' Donuts gift cards to changing stories and two investigations. There are still more questions than there are answers. I have a couple questions just from that. So, are football mom sleepovers common? Um, no, it was for a birthday. Okay. And Dunkin' Donuts gift cards? Uh, I'll I, get lo- I love gift cards. I also love gift cards, but bitch, if you're going to bribe me, you better bring me Starbucks. Oh, okay. I'm so, just it's going saying, that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- dude, if you're going to bribe me, it, it's not going to be a fucking gift card. No, I mean, I'll take a Starbucks <laughs> gift card. I, I will, too, but... Not Duncan. Not Duncan. Jamie don't run on Duncan. America might, but Jamie don't. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, I'm not picky. So. I am. Yeah, I'm not picky. No, I, I am. May, may, maybe Duncan. No. Mm-mm. All right. Go ahead, babe. I'm sorry. So, Tamla... Tamla, excuse me, Ayana St. Jour was born uh, October 10th of 1978 in Kingstown, St. Vincent, which is in the Grenadines, which is a Caribbean island state. I was going to say Kingstown, like mayor of Kingstown, the, the movie that I'm watching now, Kingstown, Michigan. I was going to say that's like Podunk, Michigan, so I'm going to go with a solid no. Oh, my God. By the way, I'm watching it for the third time now because it's such a fucking excellent show. Succession, the other show that people have been telling me to watch, can't get into it. I don't. They're watch. all assholes, which I like. The whole family is assholes, but I can't get into it. I don't watch TV. I do appreciate you don't have the, time for no, TV. I do appreciate the fact that the girls the other day were watching the Murdoch documentary on Netflix. Yeah, I did not know they were watching it. Yeah, uh, one of the girls called me up and was like, "What's sled?" I said, "South Carolina Law Enforcement Division." Okay, thanks. <laughs> Didn't even question it. Just knew I would know. Right. Um, okay, so also I apologize in advance for some paper shuffling. I have notes from two different notebooks. Oh, boy. But You're all over the place. I am not. If you notice, I have combined the two. I tried okay. to combine them as best as I could. Okay. But I have to take some off of the same sheet. In different all spots. right. So. A little rough, ruffling around. Yes. Uh, so she was born to parents Kirkland and Elizabeth. And in 1989, the family moved to the Bronx. Why? I don't know. Uh, At some point, though, um, Tamla moved to Florida. And this is where she met Leander Leander Horsford. Now, he goes by Lee, so Mm -hmm. I'll call him Lee. Uh, He had a daughter from a previous relationship, uh, which Tamla became very close to her right Mm -hmm. off the bat. Yeah. Uh, The couple married... So I heard 2012, but that doesn't make sense. I believe it was more along the lines of 2002 because they were married yeah. about 16 years when this happened in 2018. Uh, yeah, that I'm guessing 2002. Right. So they were married and then proceeded to have five 
sons. Dude, five kids is enough. Mm. Five boys. Dude, that house probably smelled like a fart. I was going to say, like a, it's one a big fart, wet fart. Booger bubble. Yes. That's what it is. Boogers everywhere. Pee everywhere. Pee, pee poo on, everywhere. Just pee on everything. 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 There's just pee everywhere. Everywhere. When they're 13, there's going to be hard. No, no. Hard paper, like hard towels. Mm-mm. Clothes are going to be mm. stiff. For a reason. No. Oh, my God. So at the time, uh, her sons ranged in age from four years old to 14 years old. And her stepdaughter was 24 years old. Yeah. Tamla was a stay-at-home mom who was described as bubbly and full of life and very inviting. Um, She never let anybody feel like a stranger. She loved to dance and cook and was very active in her community and her son's school and, and life for the most part. Yeah. Um, in 2014, Lee was given a job opportunity in Georgia. So the family moved to Cumming, Georgia, which is in Forsyth County. Now, this the stepdaughter didn't come with because she was she was older. Obviously, she was, you know, 20s. Yeah, she was about life. 20 at the time. So, yeah. Uh, now, Tamla's sons played football. Uh, I believe it was her two older ones, for sure, that I know of. They were in Pop Warner. Hey, all right. So, Tamla was uh, a football mom. Yeah. Which, same girl same. saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think she had a football wagon? I bet she had a football wagon. Oh, probably. Yeah. I got um, my Pop Warner shirt coming, too. Yeah. It, it just shipped. I got my football wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, she ended up becoming friends with um, a group of other football moms. One of those women was Jean Myers. Jean Myers? Her name is spelled Jean. Oh, and she tries to be a Southern Belle? I don't know, but I feel like... My name is Jean Pierre. It's like the one, like the case we did where his name was Ignacio. You are not good enough for that fancy of a name. No. No, that's why they call him Ig. Yeah. Ig. Yeah, uh, you're just Jean. So she goes by Jean but I do like, um, I did listen to uh, a different podcast about this, and mm-hmm. the, the guy refused to call her Jean. <laughs> so, so her 45th birthday was coming up, and she wanted to have a get-together, but she didn't really want to worry about going out and, you know, all that shit. So she decided to just have a party at her house, and because everybody was going to be br- drinking, she turned it into a sleepover. Yeah. So the plan was to watch the LSU versus Alabama football game. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, Louisiana State and Alabama, Crimson Tide, obviously. Yeah. For those who don't know. Um, Oh, people know. I know, I'm just saying. So, on November 3rd of 2018, guests started to arrive at 4450 Woodlit Court around 7 o'clock. Kickoff was around 8. Tamala arrived at about 8.30. She had to get her boys settled and made a breakfast casserole for them in the morning. Uh, whatever breakfast casserole is, you need to get your shit together and make me one. It's not going to happen. Babe, I'm serious. I want a breakfast casserole. Then you get the ingredients and make me one. Just saying. God, babe. I mean, you're home. Yeah, I know. But I want a breakfast casserole. I also want a breakfast casserole. But I don't want to like take the time to make it for myself. Like I, I want burn it... shit. You really want me to cook it? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I will make it mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. So once she got there, 
Uh, she went to the bathroom to change into a fleece onesie with paw prints all over it. Hmm. So there are a lot of names that are going to come at you. Okay. There's also a lot of conflicting stories. Oh, boy. Um, some of the conflicting stories happen right at the beginning. Some of them don't happen until later on. So I'll try to keep it as straight as I can for you. Yeah. Okay. It's a little hard, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, shit. So the people at the party were Jean and her boyfriend, Jose Barrera. Jean. Jean. Her aunt, Madeline Lombardi. Jennifer Morrell. Paula Seals. Sarah Cockerham. Cockerham. Yeah. Mary Harden. Nicole Lawson. Bridget Fuller. And then Stacy and Tom Smith, along with Tamla. Um, the females ranged in age from 33 to 46. Not that it matters, but it's a fact I'm going to just throw out there. Um, Madeline was in her 60s. Okay. A little other fact about Madeline, again, does not matter. Madeline was not her biological aunt. Madeline, oh, just like a good friend. Yeah, it was, so it was John's mom's best friend. Okay. So Madeline did live with her, and she lived in the basement apartment of Jean's house. I gotcha. So. Yeah. Now, there weren't supposed to be any boys at this party. Mm. It's supposed to be a girls party. Boys were there, though, yeah. weren't they? Um, so, Jose originally said that he didn't really feel well and didn't want to leave the house. So, he was going to stay in the basement and watch the game and asked if Tom could stay, too. Okay. Um, Jose then decided later that Tom just decided to stay when dropping off his wife. Mm-hmm. Which... We come to find out is kind of bullshit because there was a text exchange between the two party goers, Stacy and Nicole, um, on October 31st. Stacy texted Nicole and said, quote, Tom wants to come hang out with us, LOL. Nicole said it was fine with her. So it was essentially pre-planned by at least Stacy and Nicole yeah. that Tom was going to be there. Right. It was probably pre-planned <clears throat> that Jose was going to be there. I, I'm pretty sure he lived there. They never really say it's John's house. And okay. Jose's there, so I'm assuming he um, lives there. Um, yeah, I'm sure he stays there. Well, he stays there, but... Well, you know what I mean. Like, lives there. So, the... Resides Resides. There. So, the men went downstairs to watch the game in the basement, and the women were watching it upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, the original story was that the men came upstairs at halftime for food, and then just decided to stay up there. Yeah. Right around halftime uh, is also when Aunt Madeline decided that she was... She was tired. She was going to go to bed. Time to do some drinking games. (laughs) She went downstairs to her basement apartment. She took a bath and then went to bed. The group, after the game, started playing Cards Against Humanity. Um, They took plenty of pictures and videos. And for all intents and purposes, everybody seemed to be having a good time. Yeah. Uh, Tamala had brought Jean a bottle of tequila as a gift. Um, Some, I believe she got it in Mexico for, so it kind of depends on the source. Uh, Jean actually refused the gift. Why? Saying that she, quote, didn't touch the stuff and it, quote, made me throw up in my mouth a little. Bullshit. Give it to me now. I'm so, taking a shot. Tamla drank it. Yeah. a girl. You might as well. So at this point, everybody was drinking pretty heavily. You know, mm-hmm. th- who cares? They're yeah. staying the night. You know, they're having a girl's night. And uh, mom's th- night. In. They probably don't get out very often. We right. know Tamla didn't. Right. I mean, she's stuck by a fart bubble and she can't get out. Right. So 
While everybody was drinking heavily, uh, according to most at the party, Jennifer Morrell was actually the most intoxicated at the party, not Tamla. And at one point, Jennifer had to be, quote, put to bed. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Cool. Becomes a, a thing later. Okay. Because I was going to say, there's nothing wrong with that. That was that. the point. Yeah. Right. The, get sloppy drunk and fucking pass out. So now, um, Tamla was also the only smoker. Which later on it gets questioned. Well, she wasn't a smoker. Well, some people are drinker smokers. Yeah. Some people just smoke when they drink. And maybe that's I am. I smoke cigars when I drink. So um It's not often, but I I do. Yeah. It got pointed out several times that she was the only smoker. Yeah. So she would step outside on the balcony to smoke. Um at one point she allegedly started smoking pot. Oh, my God. Uh, Jean asked her to stop because Jose was an officer of the court. I know my rights. He was a... Turnkey? A trial... What the fuck do they call it? I don't remember. He was a turnkey. So he he was like one of the, the sheriff's deputies that would stand in court. Oh, yeah. So... So a turnkey. A turnkey. Um, no offense to that, but I hate when the jail guards are like, I'm the police. I know everything. You're not the police. She did say you, he was an officer of the court. Okay, that's better. Not of the law. Yeah. She said officer of the court. Because that drives me crazy. Like, yeah. we all are on the same team, but when you say you're the police, you're not. Okay, sorry. so no, it's I just okay. had to say that. Uh, so somewhere around ten o'clock, uh, Tamla spoke with Lee, who stated that she sounded fine. She sounded like she was having a great time. Uh, later on, she FaceTimed her daughter, who was pregnant with Tamla's first grandchild, and she wanted to show her off. Everyone at the party says that they were there for the call. Mm-hmm. So everybody participated in the call. Okay. The uh, it comes into question later. Tamla's call log says that this call happened at 12.32 a.m. Okay. Mm -hmm. So everyone planned on spending the night, but Bridget, she was going to go home at some point. Uh, Jean and Jose went to bed about 1.30. They both say they saw Tamla alone in the kitchen. Now that will change later. (laughs) Uh, At 1.47 a.m., Bridget, uh, she had called her husband around 1.30. At 1.47 a.m., he came to pick her up. Okay. She had been sitting in the kitchen with Tamla from like 1.30 to 1.47. Mm. Uh, Tamla was eating gumbo and the two of them were just talking. Mm. And sounds good. I know. Um, so when her husband came, Tamla walked her to the door and gave her a hug and said she was just going to have one more cigarette and then go to bed. Yeah. So now 8.45 a.m. Madeline wakes up and goes upstairs to make some coffee. She looks outside to check the weather and sees someone laying in the yard. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. She would originally say that she thought that it was just somebody sleeping. Yeah, I I could see that. If you're having a drunken night, maybe someone... It's 30 degrees outside. Yeah, but when you're drinking, you're warm. It's and... 30 degrees outside. Yeah, I... 
Yeah. I, I, I can see that point, though. I, I, I see it from both angles. Yeah, it's cold, but you're having a drunken sleepover. Like, yeah. People are going to sleep where they're going to sleep. So there's a, a few different variations to what happens next. Um, Madeline said that she did not make the coffee. Duh. Uh, she got well, down. I'd hope not. She got down on her knees and said a prayer, and then ran upstairs. Oh my God! Is this my mom? Yes, exactly. Ran upstairs. Did she to, say the rosary? I don't know. To Jean's room. Now she originally said that she went in and Jean and Jose were in bed, and she said, "I need Jose immediately because she's he's an officer of the court. She's gonna grab him." Yes, he knows. Uh, but then said that she went upstairs. She knocked on the door to Jean's room heard water running and assumed that Jean was in the shower, but nobody answered the door. So she went back downstairs and looked back out the window again. Mm-hmm. Then ran back upstairs and knocked louder. Okay. Uh, at this point, Jean told her to come in, and Madeline said that her, quote, friend from the islands was lying in the backyard, not moving. Oh, okay. You can just hear friend? Right. Why does she got to be from the islands? I mean, I get she's from the islands, but... Still. You really didn't have to specify. My black friend right. is... Right. You could have just been like the fucking black ladies laying in the... Gr- I mean... Jesus. <laughs> so, it, it, Tamla was the only black woman yeah. at the party. Um, but does it matter what no. fucking color? <laughs> no. Apparently not when she's from the islands. Jesus. So, again, more discrepancies come up now. So... Jean, they, Jean and Jose go upstairs. They confirm that it is, in fact, Tamla lying in the backyard. And at 8.59, Jean calls 911. So now later, there is discrepancy with the call time. Some people say that um, they waited an hour from mm-hmm. finding the body to calling 911. But in fact, it was daylight savings that day. And it was a fall uh-huh. behind. Okay. So there really was no hour discrepancy. It was yeah. proven that it was just the daylight savings. Yeah, I gotcha. So, on the 911 call, so here's where I have to flip. I apologize. Um, it, Jean calls 911. She's very nonchalant and just says, I need an ambulance and police at my house. And the, the operator asked her what for. She said, I had some people over last night. There was some drinking. Most of us went to bed. One of them, one of the guests stayed up on the balcony drinking. We, you know, just found her face down in the backyard. Uh, quote, I'm guessing she fell off the balcony. She's stiff. She's stiff. She's stiff. The operator asks her, is she breathing? And John says, quote, I don't know, but she's face down. And by face down, I mean like nose face. and mouth in the ground face down. Oh, jeez. Um, okay. <clears throat> At this point, Jose takes the phone or Jean hands him the phone. He would say later that uh, Jean was upset. That's why he took the phone. Okay. She didn't fucking sound upset. Hmm. He uh, openly admits that he did not check for a pulse, but that she was stiff. He, But uh, he's an officer of the court, right, though. Right, right. Uh, he touched her back to see if she was breathing and tried to bend her leg back, but he couldn't. The fuck is that going to do? I, I don't I don't know. You don't check for a Pulse? You don't check for a pulse, but you <laughs> bend her fucking leg. I, oh. And if she's stiff, like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, 
so he goes on to say that uh, he last saw her in the kitchen by herself at 1 a.m. Um, you know, this is when he felt her back, but, you know, <clears throat> she was in rigor. So still doesn't check for a pulse. Um, he also goes on to say, though, that his girlfriend has security cameras on the deck. And if, if she fell off the balcony, he's sure that the cameras would catch it. Yeah. Okay. So at 9.07, uh, the first officer arrives. I have to move. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I apologize. Let me back up a minute. So while Jose is on the phone with the operator, he tells her that he notices a small cut to Jean's right wrist. And then says, quote, I don't know if this cut was self-inflicted. What? Uh, how big was it? It was like an inch. So it was real small. It wasn't, it wasn't big at all. Yeah, I'm gonna cut I'm gonna kill myself yeah. with a fucking inch long cut. Cut. On the side, by the way. Oh, so then boy. the operator's like, Well, is she has she been known to be suicidal? Anything like that? And he's like, I don't know. I don't, I've only fucking met her once. I have no idea. Yeah. So <clears throat> at 9.07, the first officer arrives on scene and he notices that it's uh, Corporal Miller with the Forsyth County Sheriff's Department. Uh, he says that he noticed that Tamla is very obviously deceased and he proceeds to cancel EMS and fire who are also en route to the scene. Why would you cancel? I don't know. I mean, out here you can't. So... In, in Illinois, you have to, you the body cannot go to the ME's office. The body cannot go to the medical examiner, the coroner, or anything without having a time of death. Right. And to get the time of death, generally EMS will come and will call a hospital and we will get a time of death pronouncement from a doctor. So at that time, uh, Georgia law mandated that a medical professional needed to be on the scene for a person to be pronounced. Yeah. So there really was no reason so. for him to cancel EMS. I mean, they could have just came and done what they had to do and leave. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, she ended up not being pronounced for a while, actually. Um, more Forsyth County sheriffs arrived. They uh, took the people that were still at the house and put them in a room. Jean was instructed to call the people that had left um, and tell them to come back. She was told to not tell them that someone had died, but, right. you know, she did. Oh, so <laughs> I was going to say that, okay, that's the smart thing to do. Yeah, no, she did. Um, so lead investigator Michael Christian uh, noted in his report that Tamla was found in the backyard lying in the prone position, which is face down. Right. Um, her body, the way her body was pointing was her feet were towards the house. Her head was towards the back of the yard. Okay. So she was almost like. Kind of crooked. Almost like perpendicular to the house. Right. So um, <clears throat> she, her left arm was above her at a 40 degree angle away from the body with the forearm and the hand bent towards her almost as if she was waving. Yeah. Uh, her right arm was straight beside her. Her legs were straight with her feet pointing to the right. And her face was literally face down. She was face down, nose, mouth in the grass. Oh, my God. Now, all the police... How was her face not broken, or was it? It was not. How the fuck exactly. does that happen? Let that sink in for a minute. Okay. So, now, all the police reports that were written claim that this is how her arms were found. 
Jean, Jose, and Madeline all say, and still to this day say, that both of Tamela's arms were straight down along her body. Hmm. Now, Jean later says that she doesn't know if someone messed up the documentation or if someone moved her, quote, but that is what I saw. I don't know. Well, if it's in all the police reports, I... Well, and at that point, it was also reported that she was in full rigor and had lividity. It takes upwards of six hours for set lividity to take place. It also takes upwards of eight hours for full rigor to happen. Yeah. Which means there's no way that in the time they found her at 845 till the time the police arrived at 907, someone could have moved her arm. Yeah. So when did they see her first? Yeah. Because they they swear by this. And all the police reports say the same thing. Now, this does become a point of contention, really, because um, there is a subsequent report later on that Jose moved the arm. Uh, An officer writes in his report that Jose stated the 911 operator told him to check the left arm for a pulse. Okay. Which... The operator did ask him to check for a pulse. She did not specify which arm. Now, Jose says this whole report is bullshit, that he said multiple times he didn't check the pulse and that there's no way I checked for a pulse. (laughs) Even after an officer of the court, you should know better. But then would go on to say later that he did check a pulse after 911 asked. But he says he he did not move her. Which, there's no way he could have moved her at that time. Yeah. So, so now, when you look at the front of Jean's house, it looks like there's two levels. The house is on a slant. So, when you're in the back, it actually shows three levels. And the basement level comes out to the yard. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, then there's a balcony and then a basement patio. Both had patio furniture on them. The balcony had fans and a couple other things on it. Right. Um. Tamla's feet were one foot, 10 inches away from the edge of the basement patio. And there was some edging, metal edging between the patio and the grass. Yeah. Now, uh, investigator Christensen initially thought his initial theory was that she fell from a standing position after tripping on the edging. This is what he tells the family. Okay. What? Okay. He will later sure. on say that he shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Thank you. Duh. You read my mind. So, yeah. Um, the the drop from the balcony was fourteen feet ten inches from the top of the balcony railing. Okay. That doesn't seem the railing too far. No, it's about two stories. Um. Yeah. The but railing. Like, think of it like a basketball hoop is ten feet. Yeah. So. I mean, that just doesn't seem too far of a fall. It to, does. Well, I mean, it's a, it'll fuck you up. It, it'll fuck you up, but will it kill you? It could if you fall the right way. Um. So now the railing was approximately three feet tall and Tamla was uh, five feet, five inches. Okay. So it, it, they're starting to think she fell off the balcony right. at this point. Christian is the only one who's like, well, she was standing. At some point, though, the officers think that she went outside onto the balcony, had some sort of medical event that they don't specify, and that she fell. 
This is their theory. Some sort of medical... Event. Event. Like what? Like they don't say. Oh, because that's helpful. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's good a, job. There's a lot of that's, medical events. Yeah, that, the, that mm-hmm. narrows it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, she was uh, declared dead at 1047 by the ME. And then was taken to the GBI, which is the Georgia Bureau, Georgia Bureau of Investigation, right. for the autopsy. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So while they're getting ready to do the autopsy, the officers start investigating the people who were at the party. Right? Yeah. So now Madeline is interviewed. Madeline and Jean are interviewed at the home. Mm-hmm. Some people are taken to the police station. Others are interviewed um at, at over the phone, which mm, they all should have been interviewed yeah, at the PD. They really should have. Any one of you could be a suspect. Yeah, well, they didn't. Oh my god, mm-hmm. fucking rookies. So, it, babe, this is just where it starts to go. Are these super troopers? Yes. <laughs> yes. So now Madeline is being interviewed, and she said that you know. She looked outside and she saw the Dalmatian onesie and just thought, oh, my God, like she's sleeping. She's not sleeping. Yes. Face down. <laughs> In 30 degree weather. In 30 degree weather. <laughs> when she's from the Caribbean. Oh, my God. Jesus, help me. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> so this is where, you know, so they're talking to everybody. So how much do you have to flip? I'm sorry. Jeez. Please do not. No, I'm just saying, like, you're flipping a lot. A lot. So, Jean was being interviewed, um, and she said that Stacy arranged the party, and that, you know, Jose wasn't feeling well, and that's why he wanted to stay in the basement. Mm-hmm. Now, Stacy would say that Tom ended up staying because uh, she had had a party for her sister earlier that day, some sort of gender reveal party, and that a lot of Stacy's sister's college friends were staying at her home yeah and tom didn't feel it was appropriate for him to be home alone with all those women that's bullshit that's tom her didn't think it was appropriate that, or she didn't think she it was didn't appropriate. think so yeah i'm going with she didn't yeah tom was probably thinking he was going to be in heaven right uh which yes you would have come with me also and sat in the fucking basement <laughs> sorry Paul. all right so um John said that the party started to wind down around 1 a.m. Uh, Tamla wanted everybody to stay awake because she never got to go out, um, but said that, you know, she was just going to have one more cigarette and then go to bed. So a lot of people say that she said that. Hmm. Uh, Jean and Jose go to bed around 1.30 a.m. Okay. Um, she did say that Tamla drank the bottle of tequila alone, but did it, did state that she did not seem that intoxicated. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> police would later find the bottle of tequila and they said it was about an eighth full. Oh, someone's helping her drink that then. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. If she's not that intoxicated, to which someone helped her with that. Most of the party goers say that she did not appear to be that intoxicated. She That's was what not, I'm saying. She so, was not stumbling. She was not slurring her speech. Yeah. So. Someone helped her with that bottle. So now... Madeline is being interviewed. Um, And now it's kind of difficult to understand. Like, it sounds like these interviews take place over the course of a couple days. Um, But at one point when Madeline is being interviewed, Jean interrupts 
and says, I'm, I'm going to start charging y'all rent. Mm. Ma'am, ma'am, we're in a police interview. Yeah, that's not funny. And she's like, hey, look at what I got you guys. And she goes to hand them, uh, it's, it's actually Michael Christian, Dunkin' Donuts gift cards. So that is a, a bribe. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. like how small it seems. A recorded bribe because they're recording this interview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what the fuck? To which he says, we cannot accept these. Yeah. And and honestly, it's it's inappropriate. Yeah. Good job. Which this man wouldn't know the meaning of the word inappropriate if it fucking crawled up his butthole <laughs> and died. <laughs> Let me just throw that one out there. But so he did you, a good job on yeah, that, though. Please. You know the motherfuckers turn that tape recorder off and they're like, how about that gift card? <laughs> right. How about them donuts? Cold brews mm-hmm. for everyone. Glazed donuts. And then Jean at, With the sprinkles. Jean at some point asks, like, are you done with me? Because I have to go get ready for that funeral. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. She also says in her interview that, you know, there were cameras. It should have recorded it. But that when she went to go find the footage, there was none. And she doesn't know why. It either malfunctioned or the batteries died. But, you know, here's my username and password if you guys want to go and try and pull it. Okay. And then she says, well, I'll text it to you. Mike, what, what's your phone number? What? Mike would be Investigator Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here's the problem with that, though. So this goofy broad got these cameras because she was going through a very contentious divorce. Her ex-husband would show up unannounced, mm. uninvited. Yeah. I get it. I would get the cameras, too. Yeah, for sure. Come August, she got an email from the security company saying, your cameras are, like, the batteries are, are low. You have to charge them. Mm-hmm. There's a special charging cord, apparently. And John says that Madeline was cleaning and thought it was a phone cord and just misplaced it, and they don't know where it went. So did they malfunction, or did the batteries die, and you yeah. knew about it? Because then she said, you know, at this point, the divorce wasn't that contentious anymore, and she didn't really think twice about charging the cameras. However, sure. she had the security system throughout her house, and she had cameras at the front of the house also. The front cameras. And were they working? Were in very much working order. Oh, what the fuck is So if up? the back cameras, the battery was dying, and you got a notification, I'm assuming all of the cameras were going to be dying. So you charge some and not the others. Yeah. Um, also, there's no recorded footage for a couple days prior to this incident until November 8th, which is very convenient. Because there's no footage from the front oh, cameras. Oh, my God. Everybody came what? in and out through the front. Dude. We know everybody was coming in and out through the yeah, front. So they sh- right. should have recorded that. Yeah. It didn't. Mm, something's mm. fishy. So Sarah I'm and Nicole. I'm already not liking this. Sarah and Nicole were the first to leave the party. Um, some sources say they left at 10.30. Other sources say they left at 11.30. Um, some sources say that Sarah had to go home. but They both had to go home because there were babysitters that they had to relieve. Other sources say that Sarah had to relieve a babysitter and Nicole had to go home and take care of a dog. Yeah. So nobody really knows. Oh, sure. So they left somewhere between 1030 and 1130, and they went home to take care of either a child or a dog. Eh, both the same. Um, either way, one of them had a babysitter, so really the times could have been verified, but they never were. 
So no here, one talked to the babysitter? No one talked to the babysitter. So here's, Oh, my God. Here's the issue with this, though. What the fuck, rookies? So they left at some point between 1030 and 1130, correct? Yeah. However, everybody says they were present for Tamla's FaceTime call to her daughter, which happened at 1232. Everyone's there. Everyone is at there. Everyone is there. Everyone says. Everyone says. They participated in this FaceTime call to Tamala's daughter. Tamala's call logs state that the call hey, took place. What's up? Mm-hmm. The call log states it took place at 1232 a.m. Okay. So what time did you leave? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. So now this was the first time Sarah and Nicole had met Tamla. They said it was a low-key evening. There was no drama. Um, Jennifer, at at some point, got put to bed. Okay. So then there's Bridget. Uh, Bridget says this is the second time she's met Tamala. She met her the weekend before. Um, her interview is a little chaotic. She tends to get off track multiple times and almost appears to be deflecting questions. Uh, But says multiple times that she's the mother hen of the group and could always keep her, quote, faculties about her no matter how much she drank and that she always made sure that the kids were taken care of. And there were no fucking kids at this party. No. So this lady. So she said she called her husband to come get her when everyone started to go to bed. So around 130. She was in the kitchen with Tamla, like I said, between 130 and 147. Her husband arrived. Tamla walked her to the door. Yeah. Bridget made a point multiple times to say that Tamla did not appear to be overly intoxicated. She was not stumbling. She was not slurring her speech. Yeah. But again, stated multiple times that Jen was very intoxicated. Yeah. Okay. So Bridget goes on to say that she thinks what happened is uh, Tamla went out for a smoke around 155 and didn't come back in or shut the door. Officers asked her why she thought that, and she said that Jose told her that he had found an unlit cigarette and a lighter on the back porch before finding the body. Hmm. Uh, I would like to point out that Jose says that he is taking multiple courses on crime scenes. Oh, good, good. And being an officer of the court. Yeah. I mean, what's the first rule of crime scenes? Uh, Don't touch anything. Please don't fucking touch anything. And you sure shit don't move it. No. He moved it. That's like the first thing they fucking yeah. teach you. Jean said that, you know, it was probably just his OCD that made him move it. Well, then he shouldn't be a fucking officer of the court. That's not really what OCD is either. <laughs> it's not It's not what OCD is either. Um, She, she also <clears throat> says something along the lines of Jose told her that the propane tank was moved and that Jean possibly possibly used it as a step stool. For what we don't know. Sure. The propane tank is not brought up again for two years. Okay. Okay. So now at 4.10 a.m., Marcy leaves. This was also her first time meeting Tamla. Uh, She said that she went to bed between 12.30 and 12.45 uh, in the guest bedroom with Jen. So she ends up in the guest bedroom with Jen. So I'm assuming that this was kind of pre-planned because Jen was put to bed. Already at this point. Yeah. Um, and Jose had previously hooked up a TV in there so they could watch a movie. She sets an alarm because she has to get up and go to work. She fell asleep watching the movie. 
Netflix um, and chill, baby. Yep. She woke up and left for work and didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. Uh, at 7.45 a.m., Paula leaves. Um, she had met Tamla prior, but didn't know her very well. Um, she said Tamla was very engaging and was having a good time dancing. Now, Paula says that she was the first one to go to bed upstairs, which mm-hmm. Marcy said she was. They put Jen to bed already, so nobody really, you know, yeah. nobody's really sure. Right. They're all drinking. Right. Um, she said she last remembered texting texting Stacy around one forty five. Um, she was in a room by her, but didn't get a response, so she assumed that she had fell, fallen asleep already. Uh, she woke up and left, seeing nothing out of the ordinary, but did notice that Tamla and Stacy's phones were next to each other in the living room. Yeah. Um, at eight thirty a.m., Tom and Stacy leave. Now, Stacy says that. They didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. They went to bed at around 1.30. Um, they ended up seeing Tamala, and she said she was going to have one more cigarette and go to bed. Mm-hmm. So this timeline is a little important because this is around the time the Emmy says Tamala died. Yeah. So nobody really has, you know, their story straight. Oh, yeah. That's um, good. Stacy says she woke up at about 8 a.m. She was glad to see that Tamla's car was out front because she had Tamla had been at her house prior, you know, to this night, had had a couple glasses of wine and, and drove home, and she didn't want her to do it again. Um, so she did she also said that she didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. But Stacy kind of pushed back against the investigators a little bit. So the investigators thought that, you know, the way Tamla was found was a little odd yeah. that her placing was odd yeah but stacy found it very odd that she had fallen off the balcony she said it was very confusing and didn't make sense that she had been out on that balcony yeah hundreds which, of times before and it just it didn't make sense that she would fall off the balcony doesn't make sense to me either and stacy even said that it didn't make sense the way that she landed yeah same, Stacy. Exactly. None of us. Agree. None right, of us think it's right. You're you're hitting the nail yes. right on the head. So, again, they're thinking that she tripped. So this this is where they're at tripped now. How? I don't know with with the party goers. Now it's also I I read in a few places that the party goers stayed at John's house for like two weeks after the fact. Why? I don't know. And like they have children i babe i don't know and i couldn't find anything that they I probably could. have maids and butlers to fucking take care of the kids I don't know. so the autopsy was performed on november 6th excuse me of 2018 the emmy immediately says that uh christian's initial theory of her falling from a standing position on ground level uh just couldn't happen because it, it, her injuries were not consistent with a ground level fall. Right. So are you ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So first let me start by saying uh, no fingernail clippings or sexual assault kit were done. Oh my God. That's dude. What? I feel like at the very least fingernail clippings should have been taken. Every homicide, every autopsy mm-hmm. that I've been, whether it's been a homicide or found body. Mm-hmm. Every single time it, you, you take it, it it's been taken. Uh, especially because she had scrapes and abrasions on her that were more consistent with defensive wounds than a fall. 
Mm. Uh, that tequila bottle that they found. Yeah. That was an eighth of the way full. Yeah. Was also not taken or tested. Oh, good job. And she was the Great only, she was fucking the only job. one drinking from it. Great fucking job. So the medical examiner lists her injuries as a right wrist dislocation with a compound fracture, which means it was dislocated and, coming and out broken. Of the skin. Right. And the bone came out of the skin, which is where that laceration came yeah, from. Yeah. That makes okay. sense. Um, now, he also stated that she had severe injuries to her head, neck, and torso. Including a subdural bleed and a subarachnoid bleed. So, and what the fuck does that mean? So, a subdural and a subarachnoid bleed is there is bleeding between the skull and the brain. Which is which one? Arachnoid. Okay. There is also bleeding between the dura and the brain itself. So, the okay, covering the of the covers brain. Covers the yep, brain. Yeah. Which you know because of me. Yeah. So, there's bleeding between the dura and the actual brain itself, okay. most of which were on the right side. So she had she had a pretty severe head injury. Head injury. Yeah. Um, she had a broken neck. Oh, okay. That's That was my next question. C2 is broken. Now, C2 is often called the hangman's fracture because C2 is usually... When you're hung. Very indicative of a hanging. Yes. You, it's indicative... snaps. Right. Of an injury to where your head snaps up and back. So mm. like this way. And you die instantly. Pretty much Usually with it, a right? C2, yeah, you it cuts off your respiratory drive. Yeah. So um, she also had a lacerated right ventricle of her heart. What? So that caused her to have bleeding in between in... the heart and the sac of the heart, which essentially, if, if the C2 fracture didn't kill her, that lacerated right ventricle would because eventually the blood would... Get, get to the point where her heart wouldn't be able to beat anymore. Because Could that happen during a fall? I mean, any anything's possible. Wow. That's um, weird. There were abrasions to her shins that matched up with the edging, so that's why Officer Christian mm-hmm. thought that. Um, now, it, the coroner went on to say that, uh, quote, other than the broken wrist and cuts on her shins, no other obvious signs of injury presented themselves, which... You're not going to see a brain bleed. Right. You're not going to see a right ventricle right. laceration. <clears throat> Here's the problem, though. Kirkland, her father, ended mm. up later on paying for an independent... I don't know if it was an actual autopsy. I, it had to have been an actual autopsy Yeah. Um, in another state. Okay. And this, the biggest significant difference between the two autopsies was there were several points of abrasions and lacerations and scrapes on Tamla's body noted in the second autopsy that were not noted in the first autopsy. Oh, God. Was this guy a fucking rookie or what? No. But here's the problem. There's no pictures. How? Exactly. That's the very first thing you do when about... That is literally your checks and balances. Like, when I would go to an autopsy at... Cook County, like, as soon as the body comes into the room... You start taking fucking pictures. Pictures are are taken. Immediately. It's, again, it is your checks and balances system. Because, God forbid, somebody comes back and says, no, 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 this is how they died. And you can go, no, 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 here's the pictures. Yeah. So, it's unheard of. It is not procedure. It, It only... Really, the only way that that can happen is if somebody says... Do not take pictures. It is not like this man who has been a coroner for God knows how many years and has done how many autopsies just forgot 
to take pictures. This is why Emmys have Unless assistants. Unless you didn't give a shit. But this is, it's the only autopsy in his entire career that no pictures were taken. Now, Forsyth County later on says. How many black people has he autopsied? Well, Forsyth County says that pictures were taken. So were they or were they not? They can't provide them. So they were not. Exactly. They were not. So he goes on to say that her injuries were consistent with a second story fall, which would match up the fall from the deck, which is approximately 14 feet. Now, during Stacy's interview, again, she's like, she keeps saying like, it doesn't make sense. And the cops are like, what if she leaned over to throw up? And she's like, she wasn't that drunk. Was there any vomit found? No vomit. So then, no. No vomit. Um, But again, she's another one of the party goers who says she was not that intoxicated. She was not drunk enough to be vomiting over a balcony to the point of falling off. So basically, who pushed her? So now... I'm sorry. Like, I'm jumping in the gun, but... Who the fuck pushed well, her? So the tax screen also comes back with some THC um, and cares? a trace amount of Xanax. Now, nobody at the party recalls anybody at the party taking Xanax, including Tamla. Mm-hmm. She's got five boys. I, I don't blame it her. It was for, not prescribed to her. Uh, still, she's got five boys. I don't blame her for. I'd be smoking fucking helipot, too. Uh, yes. Um, But yes. it was a very minute amount of Xanax, but. Nobody remembers her taking it. Nobody at the party admits to taking it and or giving it to her. And we don't know if it was in the tequila because, you know, we didn't test the fucking bottle. Why would we do that? Yeah, exactly. Her blood alcohol level was 0.238, which is consistent with moderate to heavy drinking. Yeah. But not consistent with an entire bottle of tequila. Right. Okay. So he says it was an accidental fall. On February 5th, the autopsy report, February 5th of 2019, excuse me, the autopsy report is finalized. Uh, He states that the cause of death is multiple blunt force injuries and the manner is accidental. Um, So now, just a little bit prior to this, one of Jean's friends, uh, Michelle, is like, "Mm, something's not fucking right. Yeah. Something, Something is not right. Yeah. Um, it comes out at some point that Stacy, Tom, and Bridget all said that Tamla wanted to go home at some point throughout the evening and they talked her out of it because mm-hmm. she had been drinking. Um, nobody knows why she wanted to go home. Nobody knows what happened. She yeah. obviously ended up staying. Um, but in like mid December of 2018, Michelle starts publicly questioning Tamla's death. Yeah. She's making uh, public Facebook posts. Possibly with names of the party guests. What? So she also filed a police report saying that she believes Jose accessed her personal information. Yeah. And gave said information to partygoers. Wow. Yeah. Now, this alerted, obviously this brought up suspicion of Jose. His superiors were alerted. And Mm -hmm. on December 17th, he was placed on leave. Okay. Now, they were able to find out that on November 7th and November 20th, he did access records of her incident report. What an idiot. Which, especially because these particular incident reports that he accessed were public record, but he accessed them illegally through work. Yeah. Said that it was morbid 
curiosity. What is morbid? Like what morbid is going to be in the report? You found the body. It's, yeah. What what you so what's in the report is what you fucking said you dipshit. Right. So now on November 28th, um, he, it was alleged that he illegally accessed information regarding a possible restraining order that Sean had filed against Michelle. Sean said that um, Michelle was making comments that were threatening her and her children's safety, um, and she did file a restraining order. Um, the one post that she said that harmed her the most was Michelle claimed that Jean, quote, had blood on her hands um, and that others... Other posts had outright accused her of murder. Mm -hmm. Jean says, quote, I have been dramatically affected emotionally by this tragedy occurring, not only to my friend, but at my home. I have yet to been able to truly grieve her passing as these women have tried to make me defend myself about something I didn't do or can't explain how it happened. Wow. To Mm. which the judge said, "Uh, poo-poo on you. No no restraining (laughs) order. Babe, that might be the best thing you said. (laughs) Poo-poo on you. Poo-poo on you. Uh, no restraining order was granted. Her petition for a restraining order. Poo-poo on you and Panface are the best things that you've babe, said, babe. Fucking Panface. Her petition was uh, denied. Denied. So, somewhere in the beginning of February, uh, Michelle ends up giving the police a nine-page statement regarding everything that she thought happened. Yeah. So now the media starts paying attention. Mm-hmm. Shortly after this... They closed the case. On February 20th, Major Joe Perkins of Forsyth County um, has a press release stating that there was no criminal activity. Um, He says that Jose's actions, quote, brought a cloud over this investigation, but did not affect the final outcome. He goes on to say that, quote, no evidence or injury patterns indicative of an assault or foul play were noted by the detectives or the Forsyth County Coroner's Office or the GBI medical examiner's report. <sighs> I call bullshit. Yeah. On February 21st. I'm not liking that. No. The attorneys for the party goers mm-hmm. also release a statement saying, quote, our clients are completely innocent. This was not murder. This was not anything more than a tragic accident. Mm-hmm. So now it starts to fade a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, on April 26th, the New York Times ran the first major story on Ahmed Aubrey's killing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the black gentleman that was unarmed, yeah. jogging, killed by the two white men. Yeah. Um, Which is fucking crazy. Yeah. If, oh How fucked God. up. It, terrible. Uh, less than a month later, a black woman named Brianna Taylor was shot and killed during a no-knock police raid on her apartment. Yeah. And weeks after that. That was tragic. Yeah. Uh, George, Flo- George George Floyd, Floyd, excuse me, died after his neck was kneeled on by the police officers. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Black Lives Matter starts yeah. publicly speaking of all of these cases. Um, and hashtags such as Justice for Brie for Brianna and hashtags Say Her Name were coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're saying Justice for Tam. Yeah. For Tam. Yeah. So that one comes out. Um, rappers T.I. and 50 Cent and actress Gabrielle Union Wade also tweeted about the case. Mm-hmm. Because now, I mean, it's out there. People yeah. are like, what the fuck? Yeah. So uh, this is too fucking too suspicious. Right. So on June 5th, 
um, the Horsford family's attorney uh, by the name of Ralph Fernandez, who had been retained by Lee's sister, um, he publicly released a letter that he had written to Lee's family um, mm-hmm. or the Horsford family yeah. saying that homicide was a, quote, strong possibility in the case. And uh, said, quote, here we are fighting an uphill battle because those who wear the badges and were entrusted with the investigatory task failed you. But this is not over. It will never be over. Be safe. Be strong. We will get to the bottom of this. Let me just say this, too. Police, whether they did a shitty investigation or not, get caught in the middle a Mm -hmm. lot. Yeah. Because... If the coroner says something or Mm -hmm. the medical examiner says something, the state's attorney, that weighs on the state's attorney. More than you guys. About Mm -hmm. 99%. Yeah. So I'm not defending the police in this. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm just saying that in most cases, and it's happened to me, Mm -hmm. I've been caught in the middle where it's like, what the fuck? You know, because I, I, I might not necessarily agree with the medical examiner, right? But I mean, they're doctors uh, in Cook County; they're doctors, so they know more than me. But that weighs heavily on the state's attorney's right r- results well, and findings. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's not one officer doing the investigation, but right. it it's one person who kind of holds the puppet strings. Yes, so you're kind of at somebody else's mercy. Yes. Um, In this letter, he also says that uh, he accuses the Forsyth County Sheriff's Office of improperly handling evidence, failing to preserve the scene, which they didn't, uh, ignoring conflicting witness statements, which there were. Yeah. And he also suggests that missing autopsy photos uh, could possibly prove that Tamla was in a struggle prior to her death. Yeah, it absolutely could. So, uh, Fernandez... He ends up in multiple interviews later on, um, says that he, as soon as he took the case, he started filing uh, public records requests, um, a response for most of which were just not answered. He didn't get a response. Um, well, he put in multiple. Not uncommon no. because I, I put in FOIAs too. And right. you're supposed to. It's freedom of information. Right. And I have sometimes gotten no responses. So he put in multiple requests for the autopsy photos, which he has not received the autopsy photos. Because there are none. It didn't come out publicly until obviously he came out and said, I'm looking for these fucking pictures and they're not giving them to me. Yeah. Forsyth County came out and said, well, we'll give them to you. We just need consent from the family. You have to fill out this form. What? I'm sure you already have. The 17 fucking requests you put in prior to this, you couldn't just respond back with, have them sign this form. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, they filled out the proper paperwork and gave their consent, and there's still, still no, no autopsy photos. Yeah, because yeah. there are none. Um, he said what concerns him the most is um, the, the number of things he feels the police overlooked. The cigarettes, mm-hmm. because while it, was originally stated that Jose found an unlit cigarette and a lighter on the balcony. In reality, there were two brands of cigarettes and there were two lighters, neither of which were tested to see who was actually smoking. Oh, Jesus. Uh, questions about how the body landed and why is a, is a big thing. Um, the other thing that he noticed 
was that there was no sign of an indentation from her body falling. Hmm. Why wasn't there an indentation? Yeah. And if, why, why didn't they mention looking for it? Because the way right. that she fell, it suggests dead weight falling. Yeah. No pun intended. I apologize for the term. But also, why are there no facial injuries? Yeah, why wasn't her face like why why wasn't her jaw or her teeth or her nose or her nose? She was found with her face completely she, in yeah, the grass yeah, and there the, were literally so she had a right the entire right side of her brain was bleeding and she had not a single facial injury. So now my my theory is okay, who the fuck dragged her body out that's, of the house? That's a theory. So she had the Xanax in her body and the booze. Maybe she just Maybe stopped she, breathing. Yeah. Okay. So and now. fucking Gene is, ain't nobody going to mm-hmm. die here. Yeah. So um, after Ralph Fernandez publicly released this uh, letter, the Forsyth County Sheriff's snapped back um, and said that they had conducted a, quote, thorough and comprehensive investigation Um, And in a continued effort to remain transparent, we welcome any new information from the attorney's office handling the case for the family. To date, we have received none. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Because of this, though, in June of 2020, Sheriff Ron Freeman sent a letter to the GBI asking it to reopen the case. Okay. Good. So. They reopen the case, which okay. means a second round of interviews now happens. Right. Everything changes. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll try and go quick. I know I'm going kind of long. So Bridget, who was very, you know, kind of spastic to begin with in her first injury or interview, seemed to really panic this time around. Yeah. Um, they asked her questions. Did you see her fall? Did you push her? Did you, did you have anything to do with it? Mm-hmm. And she's like, why are you asking me this? Well, because they didn't the first time. Yeah. Um, also, this is when it comes out that, um, so Bridget wears a necklace around her neck mm-hmm. with Zannies in it. Babe, I'm not even that fucking bad. Oh with my Zannies God. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, how bad are your kids that you need, <laughs> you need that? I think it's a fucking genius idea. If you want my honest opinion, um, and very cruel intentions. Right. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, I do. She, she, it was cocaine she had in there, right? Yeah, Her little she had some bubble coke. necklace. Yeah. Uh, so Bridget was known to wear this necklace all the time and was also known to hand out her Xanax like candy. She actually received a text message on the day of the death uh, asking for more meds. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Now, Fucking drug dealer. Stacy says that Bridget ended up giving her Xanax about five weeks after this event to help her get through her goddaughter's funeral. Mm-hmm. Except it wasn't really her goddaughter. And the grandfather of the girl that passed yeah. said that Stacy's involvement with his family had caused nothing but heartache. Oh, my God. <laughs> so random. Jesus. So, Marcy comes out to say that I didn't see her fall, and I didn't know her, but this is the most traumatic thing to ever happen to me. Hmm. If you being interrogated by a police officer is the most traumatic thing to ever happen to you, you have baby not girl, lived. you need to get out more. <laughs> yeah, you have not lived. Maybe catch up with uh, Bridget and her little Zanny necklace, and you guys yeah. have a good time. Exactly. Just saying. Um, also, the neighbor was interviewed. Mm-hmm. Now, he said that that morning at around... 
9 a.m., between 9 and 9.30, he saw a couple leaving the house carrying a crock pot. Mm-hmm. Now, that couple is believed to have been Stacy and Tom, who yeah. said they left at 8.30, so it's possible that it was yeah, he hadn't changed the clocks yet because he was going out to breakfast. Yeah, and if they're carrying something, they're not right. going to look in the back for a Nobody would body. look in the backyard. Right. And it, the way that it was slanted, like you wouldn't, you would have to go around yeah. to see it. Um, yeah. He also said, though, that two days after the event... Uh, Jean came over to say that she had to offer an explanation for all the police and everything around that she had a party and um, her cameras had caught one of her party guests smoking and then falling off the balcony. I thought the cameras, I thought the cameras didn't working. work. Hmm. They didn't. Things that make you go, hmm, again. So now Jose just fucking changes everything. Oh, jeez. Okay? So now... Jose ends up getting terminated from yeah. the sheriff's office. He's put on leave on December 17th. He's he's termed on December Good, 20th. Which he should be. For basically loss of confidence. Yeah, which okay. he should be. So now he says his original statement was that he last saw Tamla at one. Now he's saying he at some point came downstairs to get a charger. And this is when everybody decided where they were going to sleep. This was right around 1.30. It was Jean's idea for Tom to stay um, and that at halftime they only came up because somebody called down to let them know there was food. Yeah. They ate some food at halftime and then went to the Shell station three miles down the road for for ice. Okay. What? You forgot about that the first time? I mean, How do you forget about that? The day after? But two years later, you remember? That's... Hmm. Okay, dude. Hmm. All right. So now, um, there is there's record of doors mm-hmm. because you know she has a security camera. And yeah, there's doors. Yeah. So um, at one forty seven, or excuse me, one forty nine, one fifty, the front door opens and closes. That's assumed that's Bridget leaving. Yeah. Um, the back door opens. One forty nine closes at one fifty around that time. The back door opens again at 157 and does not close. Okay. Now, if you remember in the very first interview with Bridget, she said that Jose told her that Tamla went outside at 155. So he knew of this because the text messages come to Jean's phone. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. So the first time he says 130, the second time he says one, the garage door opens at 134 and doesn't close. Who's in the fucking garage? Who's in the garage? Because Bridget said at one thirty and between one thirty and one forty seven, it was just her and Tamla in the kitchen. So who's in the fucking garage? So again, my question is, who the fuck dragged her body out of yeah. the house? Yeah. So now, everybody's first interview, Tamla was the only one on the balcony. Yeah. Um, the propane tank that. Bridget mentioned in her first interview. Pictures were taken of it because officers noted that it was kind of in an odd position. So they Mm -hmm. did take pictures of it. There also appeared to be a spot on the top where like dirt was wiped away. Yeah. They didn't ask about it. Second time around, though, all of the party guests are saying, well, yeah, the propane tank got moved because we were all outside trying to light the fire table. What? What? All of you were outside? Dude, all of you. What is going on with these stories? Stacy even specifically states that lots and people, lots of people were in and out on the balcony all night. So the first interview, 
just Tamala. She's the mm-hmm. only one on that balcony. Yeah. Now, the second interview, everybody's out there. They're all trying to light this fucking table. Stacy says uh, that Tom didn't come upstairs at all. And then she says, well, he came up for food. Oh, and then he came back upstairs to light the table. And oh, and then they did. The- I'm not mm. liking the story at all. Now, in the second round of interviews, um, unprompted, every single one of them points out that Tamla was the only smoker mm-hmm. and that they played cards against humanity. <laughs> like, <laughs> Great game. We, we did this. Next, we did this. Right. Then she had a medical event and fell. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So. In October of 2020, Michael Christian resigns. Ooh. So it turns out he um, is a cheating fucking whore who can't keep it in his pants. And um, in order to get women to sleep with him, he was sending Crime scene photos. What? Talk screens. How the fuck does that turn women on? Most women? No. If you were like, hey, you want to see these crime scene photos? I'd be like, fuck and yes. Uh, Babe, but still like. Normal women? Hey, look at this dead body. Can I do this to you? Well, in Snapchat conversations with these women, he refers to Tamala as the, quote, porch lady. And then talks about going to tell her husband, uh... That she had died, and good luck keeping your six kids in order who are now going apeshit. Jesus. And then says, greetings from racist cracker bastard murderer covering up Lane. Covering up Lane. Wow. Wow. I don't even know what to say. Nobody did. I don't even know what to say. To in that. January of 2021, he released a statement saying that he had abruptly ended an extramarital affair with a woman who became angry and hurt and decided to report misconduct to the sheriff. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, he should have stayed for the investigation instead of just quitting because, you know, they didn't get his side of the story. Yeah. No, we got it. We, we got it. Yeah. They, they kept it on Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, again, Snapchat does not go away. Right. Uh, and then makes a statement that he chose his wife of 15 years. Ah. You chose her? Sure. Or she took fucking pity on you. Right. <laughs> and she chose you. Right. <clears throat> because she stayed with you, you piece of absolute shit. Yeah. You piece of shit. Poo-poo on you. Poo-poo on you. <laughs> piece of motherfucking shit. In July of 2021, mm-hmm. the Forsyth County District Attorney announced that the Georgia Bureau of Investigation would not be filing charges of any kind in the death investigation of Tamla Horsford that her cause of death was an accidental fall. Damn. Well, I mean, it can be reopened again. That is where we stand now. Oh, my God. Her family has not publicly really come out and said anything yeah um i don't blame him lee came out right after it happened and and basically he didn't accuse anybody of anything but basically said my mom always told me the truth will always come to light it It may not be now it may not be tomorrow it may not be 10 years from now but the truth will always come to light it will and essentially says like somebody knows what happened yeah and I want to know, and my children want to know. Yeah. Somebody knows what happened. 
Man, just just what a come shame. Up. What a so. fucking shame. I mean, if something medically did happen to her, then just say that. But it didn't. And the autopsy proved that. There was no medical event. <clears throat> and if there was a medical event, the only medical event I could think of would be a seizure, and that would be from the fucking massive brain bleeds that this woman had. Right. I, I just, first of all, if she if she was vomiting and fell off the balcony, you're not going to fall face fucking down. Right. The way that she fell, you're you're just you're just not. Right. Most of the time, you're going to go head over heels, especially if you're leaning over. Yeah. The only thing, it, did she fucking swan dive off of the balcony? Did she belly flop? And if she did, yeah, she would have landed she further than a foot away. Yes, but if she fell over, she like... She would have been, her head would have been, been towards the house. Wouldn't she fall on her back? Mm-hmm. Now, officers said that they had to lean over the railing very, very far before they became unsteady, which means she 100% would have fallen on her back because there's not enough time in a 14 foot span to tuck and roll yeah so she would have landed on her back yeah there's just i'm not liking the story mm-mm. at all mm-mm. why Too were many questions they said her arms were down her side police mm-mm. found her with her arm up like you can't move somebody in fucking rigor yeah you can't you, you just can't so I, too many too many open questions there's I, way I too much yeah and everything changed yeah. In the second interviews. But everybody's changed. If you're going <clears> to <throat> if you're going to lie, stick to your story. You, you know what I mean? Well, and everybody's stories changed the same. Like yeah. they went from nobody on the balcony to everybody on to the balcony. To everyone. And everybody he, said that, nobody to everybody. Dude. Like uh, I, I do not like the story one bit. And and seriously, if 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 she did have a, a, a medical event. I, I just, there's no way. There's no way. She, but if she did, then say it. But did you beat the fuck out of her before you dragged her outside? Right. <laughs> because it's not like she, you know, died in her sleep from respiratory depressants and you dragged her outside. Right. Somebody beat the fuck out of this woman. Yeah. Or pushed her off a fucking balcony. Somebody did something physical yeah. to harm this woman. She did not have a fucking medical event. Yeah. She had a medical event following being beaten. Right. But. I, oh. Yeah, I'm not liking the story. And how did you get the bleeds on the right side of the head if you fell face first? Right. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not liking the story. I'll stop talking because I could talk for a while. Though. Yeah, I know. And we're almost on two hours I know, now. I know. So. so. Mm-hmm. Well, that was an interesting story. I'm not going to say it's a good story because it's fucking tragic as beyond belief. But, you know, thank you for digging into that, that the, the story definitely needs to come to light. So. so much. And these broads posted a photo wearing Dunkin' Donuts masks with the hashtag, if you know, you know. If you know what? Exactly. Jean. <clears throat> fucking Jean. Yeah. God damn it. Her name's probably fucking, never mind. I won't be mean. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, Hit us up on social media. We love hearing from you guys. Love talking to you guys. Uh, Whatever platform you listen to us on, please hit that five-star liking. Um, and um, It's like the dog knows when we're done. He knows when we're done. Runs (laughs) into the fucking table. So, um, 
yeah hope you guys enjoyed this and our next episode uh will be a few days so what does he keep running into (laughs) my god he's like you he keeps running into the leg of the table so all right guys we're gonna finish up here so hope you enjoyed this one and we will be talking to you soon bye bye